you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen. Today, we're going to have a discussion. Well, maybe not. I'll talk. You'll listen. Um, about non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, better known as NAFLD, which is an umbrella term for a range of liver conditions affecting people who drink little to no alcohol. And as the name implies, the main characteristic of NAFLD is too much fat stored in liver cells. NAFLD is increasingly common around the world, especially in Western nations. In the United States, it is the most common form of chronic liver disease affecting about one quarter of the population. And you shouldn't be surprised if you haven't heard of NAFLD because it isn't something that shows up on or that is looked for on routine examinations that we get from our doctors. But as I said, the numbers have been growing and it's currently estimated to be around 25% of the U.S. population. Who knows about the world? And it is now known as a risk factor for cirrhosis, liver cancer, and cardiovascular disease. And there may be more that they find as well. NAFLD is usually found during examinations for other issues. For example, when you get an ultrasound or MRI of the abdomen having to do with a stomach or small intestine issue, and they can then see the liver at the same time, and they'll see that there's fat in the liver. Some individuals with NAFLD can develop non-alcoholic steatohepatitis. I'm sure I butchered that, but known as NASH. It's an aggressive form of fatty liver disease, and it's marked by liver inflammation, and it may progress to advanced scarring, which we all know as cirrhosis, and also liver failure. And this damage is similar to the damage we're all familiar with that is caused by heavy alcohol use. So NAFLD usually is asymptomatic, which means that it doesn't normally cause signs or symptoms. But when it does, the things that could be from it are fatigue or pain or discomfort in the upper right abdomen. And possible signs and symptoms of NASH or NASH is advanced scarring and advanced scarring or cirrhosis. Those include things like abdominal swelling and large blood vessels just beneath the skin's surface and enlarged spleen, red palms, that's of your hands. Isn't that strange? Yellowing of the skin and eyes, better known as jaundice. And experts don't really know exactly why some people accumulate fat in their liver while others don't. Also, there is limited understanding of why some fatty livers develop inflammation that then progresses to cirrhosis. 
So as you can see, there's a lot of information that doctors and the medical field don't have right now to help them in treating this disease or even finding it. So both NAFLD and NASH are linked to overweight or obesity, insulin resistance in which your cells don't take up the sugar in response to the insulin hormone, high blood, high blood sugar, which is also known as hyperglycemia, which indicates usually prediabetes or type 2 diabetes, and high levels of fats, particularly triglycerides, in your blood. These combined health problems appear to promote the deposit of fat in the liver. And for some people, this excess fat acts as a toxin to the liver cells, causing liver inflammation and NASH, which may lead up to a buildup of scar tissue in the liver. And there's a range of diseases and conditions that can increase your risk of NAFLD. And those include high cholesterol, high levels of triglycerides in the blood, metabolic syndrome, obesity, particularly when fat is concentrated in the abdomen, polycystic ovary syndrome, sleep apnea, an underactive thyroid, which is hypothyroidism, an underactive pituitary gland, also called hypopituitarism, okay, <laughs> as well as type 2 diabetes. And NASH is more likely in older people, people with diabetes, people with body fat con concentrated in the abdomen. And it's also difficult for the medical people to distinguish NAFLD from NASH without doing further testing. So there are some complications with all of this as well. And the main complication of NAFLD and NASH is cirrhosis, which again, as I said, is late stage scarring in the liver. And cirrhosis occurs in response to an injury to the liver, such as the inflammation that comes along with NASH. And as the liver tries to halt the inflammation, it produces areas of scarring, which then is the cirrhosis. And with continued inflammation, fibrosis spreads to take up more and more liver tissue. And fibrosis is another name for scarring. If all of this isn't stopped, the cirrhosis can lead to fluid buildup in the abdomen, Swelling of veins in your esophagus, which can rupture and bleed. Isn't that interesting? Confusion, drowsiness, and slurred speech. Liver cancer. End-stage liver failure, which means the liver has stopped functioning, literally. Between 5% and 12% of people with NASH will eventually progress to cirrhosis. So all of this doesn't sound very good and it's not very good. So let's talk about what you can do to reduce your risk of getting NAFLD. First off, choose a healthy diet, a healthy plant-based diet in particular that's rich in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and healthy fats. Maintain a healthy weight. So if you're overweight or obese, reduce the number of calories you eat each day and get more exercise. If you have a healthy weight, work to maintain it, 
by choosing a healthy diet and exercising. So bottom line on that is a healthy diet and exercising, which is what all of our health is based on. And that helps everything, not just NAFLD. So a Mediterranean diet is usually the diet that is recommended because of the low sodium, the low added sugar, and low saturated fat in it. And again, the Mediterranean diet is good for so many of the different kinds of diseases and other issues that we can all get. So as you can see, that always keeps coming up. It's a very common factor. So you might want to look into starting a Mediterranean diet if you're not already doing it. And I know that I have a couple of um, podcasts having to do with it. So you might want to check those out. And exercise most days of the week is also something that goes along with the Mediterranean diet in keeping you healthy. Don't overdo it. Start slow if you haven't done any exercise or if you're extremely overweight. And make sure that you get an okay from your doctor first if you are overweight or if you have not been doing exercise so that you can just slowly go into it and work up and you'll start feeling better almost right away, I'm sure. There is currently a lot of research underway into NAFLD and NASH and it is expected that the knowledge that they're going to be gaining about it will improve, which will hopefully lead to better solutions, both for treatment and for prevention of it. So keep this on your radar screen because it's very important. It can be very deadly and you probably won't know about it until you have it. So as I say, keep it on your radar. That's it for today's podcast. And I am going to do my usual spiel, which is that I am not a doctor. This is not to be seen or taken as medical advice. If you are having any kind of medical issues, please go and talk to your doctor or go to the emergency room if it's at that level. And other than that, I will be talking to all of you again next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.